Fantastic. Well, it's great to be here. Lucy and I are just so thankful, thankful for your ministry. Um, we're, we were new to the missions field three years ago, and uh, it was such a joy when we received um, the Christmas cards and the cards that started coming in the mail. We were wondering, how did these people even know we, where we are? But it, it, was, it was awesome. It, one thing I had to share, though, it truly brought joy in our heart because we actually received them in February. <laughs> because there was a postal strike in South Africa and there was things going on. So the mail usually takes a month to 45 days to come. But let me tell you something that was brought tears to our eyes to read those little cards and the thank yous from the students. And as, thank you so much for that and your prayers. And Lucy and I truly believe that's, that's the, the fuel of ministry. If we're not being prayed for and we're not praying, things aren't going to happen. So we are just so grateful for this ministry here and the love that we were shown. And uh, it was just uh, incredible. Like, so I just want to start here. The reason I started with our first uh, prayer card is because I want to, as you notice, as we go through the slideshow, some things are going to change. And that was when we first began, it was just Lucy and I. And I did want to say there was something that the picture doesn't show happening with Lucy, but we won't talk about that until we get to the next slide. So we kind of what we want to just begin with is talk a little bit about South Africa. And this here will give you a little bit about the population. There's 57 million people, and um, most of Africa is black African. And then you'll see the white population is 9%. And the reason I showed that is because there's also a colored um, ethnic group, which you need to understand because here in the United States, no matter what, if your skin's darker, you're just considered black or colored. But in South Africa, there's definitely a difference. Like you would not want to call a, a black man colored and you would not want to call a colored man black. So there is quite a distinction going on. And you see on, on the bottom there, I had a little note I wrote that six countries border South Africa and one which is an enclave. In other words, it's within Africa, another country within South Africa. Okay, and these are the different countries that are Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Nambia, Botswana, Lesotho, and Swaziland. This just gives you an idea of the demographics of what was going on. And then here, this is where we were. We were in Cape Town. Okay, Cape Town at the time is the second largest city. It still is the second largest city. But you'll notice a demographic. It's predominantly 42% colored. And then there's 38% black Africans, 15% white. And now, if you're familiar with the apartheid, apartheid in South Africa is still felt pretty heavily in Cape Town. Still felt in Cape Town where we were. And the apartheid system in the city designated the African population based on tribe, allocating every person to one of nine tribes. So when you say the black group, ethnic group, they're based on a tribe. And this is how our ministry began. If you look beginning over on the left, you see the gentleman there. He's Denver Solomon. And he was the reason the opportunity came for us is because he was pastoring this church in South Africa at Living Hope Bible Church. And if you look over here on the right side, you'll see Mark Christopher. He planted that church like 18 years ago. And he raised up um, Denver Solomon to uh, take over and become the pastor which is a biblical model of to go there as a missionary, then raise up a South African to pastor the church. And then you see Lucy and I there in the middle. And you notice Lucy has something in her arms. As we move on, there we see, there's George. So our prayer card had to change. 
And I, I think I probably got too many prayer cards this last time, so I'm hoping the Lord holds off on another child. <laughs> Just tells you I'm looking at finances, right? But anyways, there's the Fall family continuing to grow um, even while we're on our way to South Africa. This here is just a picture. There's George. He's on the flight. He's got more frequent flyer miles than many six-week-old children, but he's got, he's got them. So that was just part of the flight as we left in 2016 to go. And I must also qualify quickly that when we came to Cape Town, the church had a, a pastor, but the church wasn't supporting their pastor. So that was one of the goals for us to go there and to be able to, because we were being supported by the states to be able to preach and teach the congregation that they need to support their pastor. And it's the biblical model and not support a building, but support the pastor. So give you a picture here. This was the car and the home that we lived in right there in South Africa. It was actually Denver's home and we did a swap. And that's important because part of our funds that we needed to go there, we didn't have to raise support for a house, which was great. God provided a house for us at that time. And the car, small, (laughs) if you you see me. (laughs) And this just gives you a a picture of the front yard that we had. We were able to grow a little bit of a garden um, and a few plants and different things like that. And I'll get into a little bit more. There was quite a water crisis. So to even grow things like this was a challenge. This gives you an idea of our backyard, and that little building you see there with the door is considered what they call a windy house, and we'll see in a minute, that's where I was able to have my study outside of the house. And this just gives you an inside of one of the bedrooms in the home. This was our kitchen, pretty compact, but it was everything we needed to to live and to function. And there's a picture of our our living room, um, lounge area, they call it in South Africa, it's more of a lounge. Um... This next picture here, this is inside that brown door you saw a few slides before is the, the study where I was able to study. That's inside that windy house, and it, it did have an aluminum, aluminum roof, and it did get very hot once in a while. So I <laughs> had to put the AC on, but electricity is very expensive. But to have AC, the whole family sometimes, we had to get all in there just to get it to 80 degrees. <laughs> and we'd go in there and function. So it, it's hard to type and um, study when the sweat's coming down, but that's just, hey, part of ministry. This just gives you an idea. This is the church that we were at, Living Hope Bible Church in Cape Town on Main Road. This is one of the um, photos, just one of my first messages I was able to preach there and and teach uh, the congregation. And these, God blessed me with these two men here. Peter is on the left. Um, He's South African. The gentleman in the middle looks kind of like me, but he's Canadian, but we'll let that slide. So we were able to we were able to have a great time and grow together. And the Lord allowed me to teach them about on what it meant to be biblical elders and walk through the things I learned in in seminary with them. So that was a an extra blessing that I was able to have to be able to teach men also. And then this just gives you a picture of our church. And you notice most of the people here you see in the picture are considered colored. We only had a few whites, so our ministry was predominantly to the colors, but we wanted to diversify. And actually, if you saw where the church was, it's in a pretty diversified area. So we were definitely working more with the colors. And we had great, great music team. I don't know if you notice anybody part of the music team, but they embraced Lucy right away. She's back there on the keyboard. And I said, hey, look at the, the equipment they had. It was awesome. It was awesome. The music, we were able to do worship that way. And my son really started to enjoy something. 
he fell in love with the drums, which I'm not too happy about. <laughs> and then he also, he stole the hearts of the ladies in the church. <laughs> and when Lucy and I got to, got, what we decided to do when we first got there, because we wanted them to know, because usually coming from America, we didn't want them to feel like we're the great Americans and we're here helping you. So what we did, this, this first picture here is when we first got there, every Saturday we tried to make ourselves available to hike with people from the church, just get to know them, get to see that, you know, we're sinners just like you, but we need to just glorify Christ and all that we do do. So this gives us another picture here, just this, the group we used to get together. We used to just get together and hike. And then we'd get together on Saturday. So what I did in the first four months or so was preach sermons that I already preached so I'd be able to spend more time with the congregation because I wanted them to see that we're real and we're just here to love the Lord like they are. And that's why we started this next slide. This is called the South African braai. In America, barbecue. But they, they call it their braai and just the meat. And this was two of the elders we'd had. We also opened our house all the time. We wanted people in our home as much as we could so they could see who we really are. Uh, we're not just standing up every Sunday or Tuesday and teaching. I want them to see, now, how can I live this out? And this is one of the great uh, meals. It's called a, in the braai, it's called a pochico. I probably pronounced it i'm close but it was amazing you start off with different layers of food and you put them in but you cook it in the braai for like minimum four hours and everything just seems to simmer those are the results of it at the end with some great meals and this here was just some more of the food um that, that we would have we ate a lot of lamb lamb was um very readable and the price was very well and then i had to add this photo here this is um once the ladies in the church realized that I liked, actually, I really enjoyed custard pie, but the closest thing they had in South Africa was called milk tart. So the ladies started making these. This is one of the milk tarts that they would bring, and we would just solely enjoy enjoy the, the food. So every, every time we had to get together, they had two or three of those milk tarts would come, and I'm still trying to get that weight off now. <laughs> And here's just a, at our house, this is one of the get-togethers that we had at the church, just embracing the people, having them come. The next few slides, I'll go through. These are just different um, people in our church. And what's so neat, I'll share this quickly, because you guys know Mishka. He was here, right? Well, this gentleman here came to our church from Mishka's church. And he was going to Cape Town, the university there, and he had to do stay for over 18 months. So him and his wife got to join our church, and it was a, it was a joy. Actually, he came as a single guy. And wow, I learned about an arranged marriage because his was an arranged marriage from India. And they're just a beautiful couple, and they had a, a, a little boy right after we had Ruth, so we really enjoyed them. And these are just more people in the church. This is another family in the church that he was our music leader. He led the music. And this is another, the, the way the church reached out to us and took us different places here. Um, this is down on Cape Point. And a lot of our slides, I, I think if you see our updates, you're going to think, are these guys missionaries or on vacation? But all of this was within 20 minute ride from our house. So it wasn't like, I mean, we live 10 minutes to the Indian Ocean. We live 25 minutes to the Atlantic Ocean. So you think this, we, this is where we were. This is where we were ministering. Um, that's why my uh, pastor told me, you better put a few of your pictures of you preaching in there. <laughs> and this is just, they have their own shepherd's conference. This is one of the deacons, like our music leader there in South Africa. Um, and here's, um, 
you guys know Carl Hargrove, and these are all men from seminary. Two of the others are South Africans that I get to meet and spend time with. It's just such an encouragement to have him come over and spend time with us, and knowing that the states are praying for us, and they're just you guys are just as much a part of the work as we are, because the prayer is so important. And there's another slide here. It's just we were able to invite a couple of guys that I went to seminary with, um, Richard Peskett and Telda, and then um, Marco Scubert, who's up in Johannesburg right now. They were able to come down for a wedding in December two years ago, and I had them preach at the church and just introduce them to the body of believers at Living Hope. Here's a a picture of us um, just bringing a couple into membership at the church. And then we start what... um, was probably probably the joyous, most joyous thing for me is this group of men here from the church. I started opening my house pretty soon, every Saturday morning at 7.30 for whoever would like to come. And these were the men that faithfully came for over two years. Every We just read the word together. We prayed together when we tried to live life together and, and encourage one another. This is another group, as you, as you notice, the clothing's a little different. Because there's one thing I did, I have to admit, I did miss this. There's no thermostats on the wall in South Africa. <laughs> so um, as you notice, this next picture, there we are in my, <laughs> we're in my study in the wintertime. But hey, look what's open. We're getting heat by the word. The word was warming us up. And what was so amazing about this is that the, the men started coming faithfully and it produced something that this next slide is going to show. These are the ladies. And the ladies started wondering, well, why can't we (laughs) have something going on? And I don't think Lucy was looking for this ministry because she's got her hands full with me and the kids. But it just started happening. They wanted to come, and her and another woman that she had been discipling took turns on teaching. But a a woman's ministry began because of the men's ministry and just the faithfulness to that. And here's another picture of the the women all, see, it's wintertime. They got blankets on. That's in our house. So it's just as cold in the house as it was out in my study. And then we had the privilege of doing a church camp. See, you notice we got the Red Sox, Boston. We got Canada. Those are the two elders. Um, so I had the privilege of, because it was um, a year before we were leaving, and they asked me to do the whole um, church camp for us. So I was able to take the church through Colossians. And this here is one of the the photos of us meeting, which was optional because we did it over a weekend. So I said, if anybody wants to come Saturday morning, we're going to do the same thing we do, 7.30. And this next slide shows people showed up. It was amazing. The Lord just they wanted to pray. Um, here is just more. This is the church camp. I was able to teach um, the congregation. We walked through the book of Colossians. I did a chapter each session, the four sessions that we were able to do. There's just another picture of us at the church camp. This is just interaction. It was a beautiful facility we were able to get to use. We were able to have the kitchens and the lunch. And here's the kids. This is the one thing that was for George. I don't know if he realizes, but all of his little friends were females, except for the one Nathan there. So we had to, he's been learning how to, I guess we did that because he was having a sister coming, how to be kind to his sister. And then at church camp, we had the privilege of a lady in our church getting baptized. So at the church camp, we were able to do it because there was a facility that we were able to do that. And there's a picture of the whole church after the baptism. And it's kind of neat that um, there's one lady in the photo there, um, right here. Uh, that was my mom. And uh, she's 83, and she was able to come and spend time with us. I would want to say it was because to see me, but... I got a funny feeling it's because of Ruth and George. (laughs) 
but she was able to, to be part of that with us. Um, this is just a time up at Polokwane, uh, which Grace put on for us up there. It was just awesome in the TMAI and all that. There was just guys that I, it's amazing. I look at this picture, and two of those guys I became such friends with at seminary because we met every Tuesday and Thursday uh, at 6.30 to pray together as part of the seminary. It's amazing how God continues to keep us together um, and knowing each other. And this is just a slide to get you an idea. We, there's me and George standing there. Because it was quite a water crisis, and we had to stand in line and, and wait to get water. Yeah, and there's coming out of the side. This George loved it though. He loved splashing in the water and, and playing. Not really understanding why we were standing there, but he just enjoyed being able to get to the water. So that gives you an understanding of what we were doing with the church. And then God opened another opportunity to me and Lucy was I was able to teach at e- Evangelical Bible College. And this is a few photos of me teaching. I usually had either four to six students in the Bible college. And this, this here is a couple of students that I had in Georgia. What Lucy and I did before we came back, we wanted to say thank you to them. So we put on a bri at the college for them. And this next picture, I hope you look at it a little, little bit here. Watch. You notice what's on there? It was not good. Look what, he's, look what he's doing with the shovel. We put hamburgers on a braai. That's not South African. <laughs> but after, let me tell you, they were so excited and so thankful that we brought them. All the ladies came over after and said, hey, those hamburgers were great. But that's more, they're just having fun. And uh, these are the men at the, at the college that we were able to go to. And we were able to just thank them for that. I got to teach four semesters. And it was just an amazing time. And this here, this photo here will give you an idea. This is where we, this is turning from what you just saw, the barbecue. And if you look over here, that's what they call Mitchell's Plain. And during apartheid, that was the area that they took all the colors and made them live. So that's why this college is here. So you got almost 3 million people living in this one area because of apartheid. And just because apartheid is lifted doesn't mean they just go wherever they want. This is where they've lived and this is where they've been. So that just gives you a picture of the, of the uh, area that we were in. And then the Lord opened the door and gave me a privilege. If you notice, I kind of stick out on the stage. But it was from the college. Um, they had the churches come together, and I was able to do the, the preaching for the college ceremony for the graduation. And they asked me to come and preach. And that's just, that's at that thing. And there's the, there's all four different churches that we were able to go to in the uh, colored community. Now, out of these colleges, been there for like 30, 35 years now, you'll see all these men here. These are all products of the Evangelical Bible College. In other words, over the years, they would raise these men up, and then they would go into the communities, and they'd pastor churches. So the Lord graciously allowed um, us to get to know them, let me get to know these men. Because when we were in South Africa, I didn't really have too much support so it was just neat to meet these men, learn the culture, and move with them. This will just give you a picture of what their churches look like. They're just brick buildings, and they're all throughout South Africa. There's, there's about 40 of them. And then you see here, I was invited to, this was about two years, we also had the ability to, each of us, every two Every second Friday, well, actually, every other Friday, we would, each of these pastors, these are all pastors sitting here in our couch, that we would get together, read the word, pray together, and encourage each other. And it was just um, great that we were able to host it um, probably every 
fourth time. So Lucy got to cook and her cinnamon rolls went over huge. Each one of the guys said, can you please give her the, 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 the recipe so we can bring them to our wives? Because they never really had cinnamon rolls like that before. So we got to meet. And it was just an encouragement to me to meet like-minded men. And I was able to get the, the theology book, the new MacArthur theology book into all these pastors' hands which has been great because there's not very many good uh, books in South Africa. And then they invited us to a night, a Friday night. We got together, and these are all the pastors and their wives. So they embraced us and had us come to a, to a braai, a real South African braai. There were no hamburgers here. There were fish and, and things like that. So as you see, we move on here. Our family's growing. So the Lord is very gracious to us. You notice the next one. There she is, little Ruth. And these are these photos here I will go through quickly. These are just other churches in the colored community that the Lord gave me the privilege to be able to go to uh, preach at and, and preach the gospel at some of these different churches. This is one of the churches in Mitchell's Plain. And this is the, the leadership in the church. Um, one gentleman on the side, I actually taught with him at the college. He's got the um, braces for his leg. These are just guys just love the Lord and they're working hard and it's, it's hard sometimes to think about that because I'm upset when the internet's not fast and they sometimes don't even have running water. And here I am, you know, but the Lord graciously allowed me to do that. And like I said, my mom came again, and this is just a picture of we brought Thanksgiving to South Africa because they said to me, well, we give thanks every day. <laughs> oh, okay, but we brought, my mom was able to bring some things that we couldn't find in South Africa. So we were able to put on a uh, Thanksgiving spread, and they re- really enjoyed it. It was the people from the church. This is some of the ladies uh, that Lucy got to be real friendly with. And we also, what we also did um, on Saturday mornings was the first Saturday of every month, we would have not just the men and the women, but we'd have a combined time in the Word. And then every, following that, we'd have, a, um, we'd have a nice fellowship breakfast together. So the first Saturday of every month, we would do that. And the Lord was just so gracious to watch us all grow together. These are just some of the um, other members we looking around in South Africa. And then, I, it's probably a little out of order here, but this is, we was such a blessing. Lucy's mom got to be here for the birth of Ruth. So she came from Wyoming and was able to be in South Africa. So that's Lucy, and that's uh, Lucy's sister, Lori, and that's her mom uh, sitting next to me. And this is just the joy of my heart. My little girl, the day she was born in August 28th, Another gentleman in our church, I thought this was kind of cute because look at Ruth's no hair. And then she's, she's a little older than the baby next to her, but little Logan's got plenty of hair. <laughs> so they were born at the same time. There's one of the men that would come to our study. And then George loved the ocean, so he'd take his little motorcycle and drive it. And these are just a few pictures. This is 10 minutes from our house. You know, there's the, you know, the Indian Ocean. Um, George loved it. He learned how to walk on the beach. So I probably wants to be a surfer, but if we go to Johannesburg, there won't be much surfing. And next, there she is. Didn't take her long to put the sand in her mouth, but she, she loved the ocean as well. Okay. So that gives you a, a kind of an idea of what we were doing in Cape Town, the different ministries that the Lord blessed us with that we were able to, to teach. And then where we're headed next, um, because... In, in the, at Living Hope Bible Church now, their pastor's back. He graduated seminary this past year, so he's now back. And I need to report this also. is It's amazing how God worked just by preaching his word and teaching what the word says, that they now fully support him. 
They were able to support him now when he came back. When he left, there was no support. Now, after God just working through us, was able to, uh, so they now support their pastor. And then Johannesburg is, we went up there to visit Tim Cantrell and uh, just see what ministry is. Just so much ministry going on up there. And it's the largest city. And you notice it's a little different here. It's the black African 76% and the colored's only 5%. So it's more in the tribal area up there in Johannesburg. And these are just a few photos to show you. These are one of the informal settlements um, where people live in shacks. And this is pretty unique because we're driving on the road and we look over and we heard of free grazing in Wyoming, but this is true free grazing. This guy's just walking down the road with his, with his animals, you know. And this is some of the areas that we got to go into. It just gives you a picture of some of the streets that it's just amazing to see what they're doing at Antioch Bible Church. And because it's focused on the gospel, that the God is just opening doors for them in different areas to minister. This is just a little for show you that, that this is the poverty that people are living in. And then this, this gentleman here I had the privilege with to go with Marco because he lives in one of those informal settlements, but he got saved, and now we're teaching him how to preach God's word. And it's amazing to watch the people look to him. And I would speak, and they were kind of like, okay, you're white and American. But then they look at him, and he's living right there with them, and he's still showing the love of Christ. So it's, that's really has put a fire in my heart to go back and teach more men of the country to go into their own people and, and share with them. Because really, what, there's only one human race, right? Um, I mean, color doesn't truly matter, but it's because of our sin, sin nature. But this is an area here in this infertile settlement that we went to. They're actually building a church in Antioch. It will probably hope continue to rent. They're already renting a building there now every Saturday to put on a surface for those people. And this was like when we first pulled up, it was amazing because all the little kids come running. You just see they want to be loved. And uh, they thought I was a giant. <laughs> and then if you see, you see Lucy in there, right? They couldn't wait. Lucy's got Ruth in a, in a little back in front. And they couldn't wait to touch Ruth or touch George. Because they came running at him. And little George, you see how little blonde he is. All the kids just froze. <laughs> and they wanted to just touch him. They just wanted to touch him. But you'll see later, here's, look at George. He's, he's just mingling with them. Took them five minutes of that, and then they just want to play with each other. They, they no longer cared. They just wanted to be loved. And this is one of the ministries there that's going on uh, to all these little kids. This, this gentleman here from Antioch is amazing. The way he was able to handle the word to those little kids. I was learning a lot just listening to him. But also I was inside that one building you see there in the back. That building there is where we would have the adults would come. We'd do a church service with them also. And this is a church possibly, there's a gentleman on the left, there's a pastor, and there's Marco that is in need of a pastor. And it's in a real tough area where there's a lot of drugs and alcohol and just a bad area. And it might be a position that uh, we might look into when we go up there because of my background and just be able to, to bring the word and to understand the hope of the transforming power of the gospel in people's lives. And this gives you um, a picture of inside Antioch. And I got to admit, this is the closest thing I've seen to a grace church in my life was going to Antioch. It's amazing the work that God's doing there just because they're faithful to preach the word. And you must probably know there's Robin and Gigi Brown. We get to spend some time with them. And then here is at one of the shepherd conferences. Here's um, 
just Tim Cantrell, and you, I believe you all know Dr. Clausen, one of my mentors in seminary, and just uh, really encouraged me what to do to even think about going into the missions field, the time he spent with Russia. So there's a gentleman that really helped, then you see Tim Cantrell there. And we've also been asked to go up and to be part of Shepherd Seminary um, Africa, training men to shepherd God's flock. And, you know, I understand for myself, I'm not going to be coming here next week and teaching at TMS but I could help teach there because of the lack of teaching that is going on in South Africa. And there's, you know, the, the oops, there, I'm catching up. The purpose statement of Shepherd's Seminary Africa, Shepherd's uh, Seminary Africa exists to assist local churches in entrusting biblical truth to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. We seek to train and mentor men to shepherd the church of Jesus Christ by teaching them the exegetical, theological, and practical skills necessary to be excellent students of Scripture, accurate expositors, capable biblical counselors, Christ-like leaders, and competent administrators in caring for the flock. And that's what we want to be part of. And then here's one of our last uh, photos at Living Hope Bible Church. And this was my last sermon at Living Hope Bible Church. And here we have the elders were praying, praying over us. And there's just a photo our last Sunday there at Living Hope Bible Church where the diversity is starting to come. And there's our, our last Sunday. That's just the leadership that I was able to deacon the two elders. It was just truly a joy for Lucy and I to get to know them and to understand that the the true, the way the church is going to flow is the way the leadership flows. If there's love and unity in the leadership, there's going to be love and unity in the, the congregation. And this was the farewell. You know, I I almost, I just share this. I almost rather been fired (laughs) because it was hard. I mean, we poured our lives into them. That's why Lucy and I, we know we want to go back to South Africa, but we want to be permanent because it it was hard to say goodbye. But we know God has another work for us. We made a commitment, and it was just a a true blessing that we were able to do um, what God has called us to do. So if you want, if you have any questions or anything like that, there were some a few other slides that I wanted to run through, but for the sake of time, are there any questions? Uh, no, we don't. No, that was the only other um, thing that's going on right now is our housing was provided the first time, but now we have to go back. We have to um, provide housing. Um, so we're working on that now. The Lord's already opened up churches for us to go to, but we're still, please, please pray for us because that's the only way God's going to move in people's hearts is to see the work. Um, if you, I hopefully on the, on the card, I'm sorry, on the table, there's prayer cards. And if you look, um, we're on the Grace Missionary website, Grace Missionaries International. You can just click there, um, backslash fall, and it'll give you all the information, a little biography of who we are in ways that, um, but first and foremost, we cover your prayers because then God will take care of the rest. So if you're praying for us, that will, we will get to where we want to go because we really want to be back in January because we've kind of been, there's November and December is opposite of here. It's summertime. So everybody's on holiday. So in South Africa, it's nothing really going on except, you know, Christmas. But uh, for us to be here to, to meet you guys and to share what we're trying to do. So, yeah, we, that's what we're, we're hoping to do. And the Lord just continues to open up um, more doors for us. 
Only the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to try to get everything. Um, actually, when I first got saved um, and back in 2007, I ended up going to Roosevelt Community Church in 2008 where I got baptized, and she was already a member of Roosevelt Community Church. And I actually became a real good friends with her dad. Unbeknownst to me, it was end up going to be her because he explained to me. I'll just share this quickly because I asked him um, from my background, how, what do I even look for? I was terrified of women, um, but God kept growing me in the in the Word, and He said, "Well, you need to watch her character. You need to not." He wasn't saying his daughter, <laughs> but He was letting me know, see how she handles herself. Is she submissive? Does she go to Bible studies? Does she is she part of the church? Most of all, does she love Jesus? And those things I took to heart and. Um, <laughs> that's a great time, a whole nother story. You can even ask my wife, but uh, the Lord just opened the door. And already, as you can see in our slides, I, I started seminary in 2012. And then 2015, we got married and she, we did the last year of seminary together. And then we, I graduated in 2016 and Lucy and I entered into the field. And uh, now we have uh, two beautiful little children. We're hoping for more. <laughs> I'm just happy that the Lord has blessed us in the way that he has. I'm just wondering, is it a danger of sharks? Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely, definitely. We were on the, because it's um, False Bay, and it's one of the top ecosystems in the world. But they have amazing spotters. They got things going, people looking all the time. And the only people that actually, because there's so many surfers, and they all wear these surf outfit that they look like seals, because they're really feeding on seals. So that's why, and we don't, I don't surf, so. <laughs> so I'm not as worried about that unless George decides he wants to be a surfer. Yeah, well, see, where, where I've... Go, everybody pretty much now speaks English. Okay, so English is easier. It's easier for them to learn English than for... But there are some inner tribes where I'm, I praise the Lord. There's guys that can learn those languages and reach them. So I'm more in the area where they'll speak English and... They'll understand um, English as the language. Well, that, that's, that's what we're there for. We're getting Bibles in their hands, and we're raising up men that can speak the languages to go back and teach them and pray for them. Um, and that's, that's the hard part because there's so much false teaching going on that we need uh, um, teaching that's biblical. And that's what, the, what we're there for to do and to help. Oh, yeah, most of yeah, them, there's a, there's a lot of other organizations i'd say out there that that's all they really care about you know where we're beginning with the gospel you know so we're there to help and most of them will learn to read if we can't they got little schools they're teaching the kids how to read so there are that's there's a big push to help that to educate um i'm sorry no go ahead no no go ahead go ahead Oh, the, the Dutch Reformed is huge, at least in the Cape Town area, and that influence is there. And there's, it's big, big charismatic. 
okay, because the prosperity gospels and all that stuff that's going on. Um, and, and you notice the prosperity guys, they dwell where people are poorest because they try to get their last little bits. But, but um, the, the other thing that I do enjoy about South Africa is it's still spiritual. But the one problem that we run into is they're still witch doctors. So because I have a Bible, because I'm a pastor, they, they look at me as more spiritual. But they also, they'll check what I'm saying, but they want to go ask the witch doctor if it's true. So there's, so there's still the spiritual realm. So when I say that Jesus rose from the dead, they'll listen to me. Because in some places now you say that, they think it's just a story. They don't want to talk about spiritual things. So that is a plus in South Africa. But we've had a few that have gotten saved out of that. But it's like anything else. It's hard for them to break their tradition of the spirit guy. So that's something you have to work through also. Good question. No, well, it, it, for us, the easiest way I could I understood it was like we we used to use the term mulatto. In other words, if you have any white in your blood, you're no longer colored. I mean, you're no longer black. So it's any time. So there could be some. There's we talked a few. There's one person in that line, but you're you're lighter skinned, and but the, the blacks are tribal and they're dark, dark, and that's kind of how they would separate that. So to us, it would be more of a mulatto. Well, yeah, uh, the, Holly and Jeff Drew are there. Um, I've met Josh Mack, um, but also mostly at Antioch Bible Church at um, in Johannesburg. We're going to be part of that. But there's there's a few different churches up there that are really in need of a pastor. So we're gonna we want to be close enough that we can, I can pastor a church, but also I can be part of Shepherd Seminary where they're helping in the biblical counseling or where they have need, because they've already had their first class. Now they're sat in their second class. And once you get to a third class, you need more professors. And they're, I'm sorry. No, there's one in Polokwane also. That's Christ Seminary where Dave Beakley is. This is more for guys that can't get there. Because the one difference in the seminary there is they have it set up where you need to leave your church for 10 days out of the month. So these are guys that can't leave, and it's a night. We'll be teaching at night um, the cur- curriculum at the seminary. So the Shepherd Seminary is in Johannesburg? Yes, yes, right at Antioch Bible Church. Well, that, that's, that's in the works. See, that we, we thought about that, but it's, it, that could take two to five years before it happens. I want to be where there's work going on now. Um, for us, it's hard to say I'm hoping, you know, because they never know the government could change tomorrow. So I think I'm running way out of time. But I, I, I 2.45. Right. Okay. Right. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>